Hey there, this is uh, Jack Mitchell, SBO Perspectives, we're coming in. I can't even count now, I don't know if it's 8th or ninth episode, but we're having fun. Um, we're coming off, um, you know, like a vacation week, and so this uh, recording is a little bit out a day or so later than normal, um, but hoping folks out there had a great, great time, that they were able to have vacation, unwind, you know, rest and get away from the scene for a minute, so... As always, I'm excited to have my guests on each and every week. Um, this week, I can say this is more like I want to, you know, in in the whole breadth of like um, like History Month around the country and things celebrating. I just want to keep that thing going. But in the whole breadth of last week's podcast, that episode really brought to light uh, a lot of, you know, what it is to go out there from perspective from an SBO um, that I interviewed in a top seat. And so I wanted to kind of dovetail off of that into another episode, not necessarily the same as before, but more so just a different perspective. Because that's what that's what I'm bringing to you every week is a perspective. So um, today I said I'm excited to have a guest on. Uh, her name is Linda Masias. Um, she is a great, great individual. I met her uh, several years ago. She, we're actually in the same cohort uh, working at St. John's University to get our doctoral um, right now. And so she is an aspiring business officials, had you know many roles um, in, in districts, working in the business office. And so with that, I'm going to jump it off. How are you doing, Linda? I'm doing great. Thank you for the introduction, Jack. Thanks of for course. having me. No, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Um, and so just getting into it, like I know I just mentioned how we're, we're connected and and how I know you and the networking aspect. Um, but just tell me a little bit about yourself a little bit, if you, you don't mind. Sure. Um, so I spent about 15 years uh, in special education in the private sector, working for um, private schools and um, an agency for um, therapeutic placement services. And in about 2018, I shifted my efforts over to public education, where I've been since. Um, I've worked in um, a few districts uh, in Nassau County, and more recently I've begun consulting um, with various districts, um, both on Long Island and in Rockland County. So I am uh, still very much working in public education and hope to continue um, that career moving forward. Very nice, very nice. Great. So, So again, as I mentioned earlier, I alluded to how, you know, last week I was talking about how, um, how to crack the door open to get into the top business seat. So you have that yeah. experience, that perspective, right, of being a number two. Now, I want to, for those out yeah. there, number two meaning assistant business administrator. So someone who's working you know, directly with the head SBO or the number one in the business office for the district, but really being the one that does a lot of stuff. I mean, I was a number two myself, so I know. But, you know, yeah. just just what what's your perspective of what it's like, you know, being the number two? Sure. Um, so, you know, obviously every district um, molds this position to what their needs are. But I can say uh, working in various school districts, I see the number two as someone who really manages the day-to-day operations of the business office, someone who is able to roll up their sleeves and, and, and really sit at any seat um, to, to get the job done. Um a good number two really understands the nuances that each role 
within the business office has and is really able to navigate um, those issues to, to be most productive. So um, that's how I see the number two, more of someone mm-hmm. who's just really managing the day-to-day operations of, of a business office. Yeah, I would I would say agree. You know, I look back uh, when I was number two in Austin, you know, and I had um mm-hmm. my old my old supervisor. She was on uh, several weeks ago. I, I can say that you know that's probably reason why you know you generally go in that seat before you go into number one seat because you really learn all the operations, and the more you learn, obviously, the more in tune you are uh, to the, in the nuances of the office and the roles provided. So. Like when when you when you say because I know from every experience is different from district you know from district to district but how would you describe or even maybe distinguish what the number two role you know what your role is and what and what the the head SBL does. So as the as the number two seed, um, I see that as um, you know serving as the main point of contact for any issues that are occurring within the business office. You know, a lot of what we do in public education is cyclical and routine, but mm-hmm. a lot of it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. And we often encounter difficult problems that require complex solutions. So as the number two, I really see um, that role is to serve as a support for the school business official, yeah. whether it's, um, you know, producing financial reporting or analytical thinking and just, um, as I said, being the glue to hold everything together to make sure that um, you're supporting the business official in the best manner possible, but while also meeting all of the deadlines that, um, you know, are accompanied with that number two seat and and meeting all of those expectations for the day-to-day, meeting all those deadlines, all of those reportings that, um, you know, school districts are required to complete through the state. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And so it's just really being able to support the business official in the best manner possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good stuff. Um, so I'm, cause I'm thinking like as a number two, you know, I know you, you're probably trying to work your way, obviously to get to, to, to the top SPL spot to the number one position. So I'm trying to think, how do you, well, maybe it's two questions here. Um, how do you really think you can prepare yourself to get there? And I guess then, I guess that's kind of the question I was going to ask is, in what ways are you working to get to the top spot? So for me, um, a very smart, good friend once told me that networking was critical in this role. Uh, and by smart and good friend, I mean you. You oh, told thanks. me from the very, from the very <laughs> first day, uh, you know, networking is so critical in this role oh, because... Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately, uh, business officials, uh, behave in a manner where you can pick up the phone and really call anyone to, um, you know, just to get a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's all accomplished through networking. And so I've been fortunate enough to, you know, participate in as many as low events as possible, Mm -hmm. um, and just really getting out there and shaking hands and, and getting a good understanding of what it's like yeah. at other districts. Because as mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's, it's very similar, but it's also unique to each district's need. And I'll say that, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to expand my knowledge by working in various districts. Um, mm-hmm. Over the last year, I think I've worked in about seven different districts, um, wow. both remotely and in person. And that has helped me um, tremendously, I would say, in my trajectory to be in a number one seat. Um, I've gotten um, a great uh, 
understanding of what um, the complexities are in the different districts and how mm-hmm. districts um, create positions and mold these roles to best fit their needs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, between networking and really having that opportunity to be out there consulting and working in various districts, I think has definitely um, set me on a positive trajectory to to really land that number one seat eventually. And so... Um, I'm incredibly grateful for those opportunities. Yeah, I can I can see that, and I can hear that. You know what you're, what you just stated. You know, I think those experiences lend a lot, right? Because you're going to deal with various individuals, um, different styles. But when you have that experience, you can apply it in a different facet. So you know, like you learning something in one respect in one district, and that role is different in another. You know, but then when you get into S top SPS position, you got to know all those. All those roles, right? You got to know every facet of the business Definitely. office. So it, it's great to have that. And of course, the networking. Um, and thanks for the kudos there. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks. So, so now, yeah. I guess, what, what do you think is the most um, important aspect to the relationship um, with the number one? And I guess, what could a number one possibly do more effectively in working with the number two? So um, it'll sound a little cliche, but I really, truly believe that compassion and empathy um, Mm. are critical in in both roles, both in the number one and number two seat. Um, You know, I can attest to, um, you know, I understand the the school business official role um, so intimately in that they work. Uh, you know, many times you're up against deadlines where, you know, you're working very closely either with the superintendent, sometimes it's political leaders, sometimes it's the community. And, um, you know, there are a lot of tight deadlines that need to be met. And um, also a lot that goes on in the business office from a day-to-day perspective. So I think having compassion and empathy, it's really a two-way street. It has mm. to come both from the number one and from the number two and understanding what needs to be done in those individual roles to um, you know, accomplish the greater um, task at hand. And so um, having a good understanding of, of what each role entails and, mm-hmm. um, and again, having that compassion and empathy for and respect for the work that needs to be done on, on either side, I think could help, um, you know, any role really, not just between the number one and number two, but even as the number two, having that compassion and empathy for your staff and um, yeah. to drive and motivate your staff, I think it's critical. And so um, I'd have to defer to those two traits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think that is key in our field. Remember, we're not like, this is not corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you know, these are school districts, you, you know, you're touching families children you know you're pretty much face to face and you you know you have to have empathy sometimes because not every situation is going to be the same and and it, you know this is a community it's more like a family setting and you know it, it runs differently in corporate so i would say compassion is is a must you know and, and, and if you don't have it um you know remember we're in the business ultimately to provide for you know resources for our children um and right. so we're a public servant Correct. Yeah, fiduciaries. Every you know we look at it. So that's yeah. awesome stuff. Well, you know, um, I always for everybody ask, you know, a question toward the end of of any any episode I have here. Um, mm-hmm. Just 
what do you want to say out there to and I, I did this um this podcast episode specifically because I want to get a different perspective, right? I want to get someone who wasn't a top SVO yet, um, which I know you'll be soon, uh, you know. But what what would you tell others out there that are aspiring to be, um, you know, the head business official? Um, I would say, um, you know, experience is key. Understanding new, the nuances of public education um, is key. It is not like the corporate world. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, very, very different. It's own animal, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, be help yourself as much as you can. Do as much research as you can. Be it, um, you know, the community of the financial position of the district, understanding um, how districts are set up and, and mm-hmm. what roles they have within the business office because that ultimately, um, you know, you can tell a lot about a district based on just the history. And so getting a good understanding of, um, you know, where you want to work and, and what really is going to be driving you from a personal perspective, I think is key. Yeah. So um, really right. it's, it's just a matter of discovering what, what works for you and, and, yep. and what serves your purpose. Yeah, you're right. That fit, right? You know, that fit has to be key. And of course, the drive too. You want to go anywhere you're not motivated or, or, you know, necessarily inspired to do your job and do do a great job as well, because we have a really important important role that that we are all in. Great, great. So listen, uh, Linda, I appreciate it. Um, uh, Before I sign off, um, you know, I always kind of want to give to just a little bit of stuff up and coming. Um, you know, folks know, you know, soon we're going to have to get these tax caps in. Uh, most folks have that already within the budget process. Um, you know, with ASBO New York, um, there's a lot of professional development coming up. Please be on the lookout, you know, um, for for things up and coming. And, and um, you know, I, I know recently there was a Quest Star last week. Look for those recordings and all the SPOs out there. Stay on top of what's in tune these updates, especially now. Um, and, you know, in this pandemic, you want to be aware and alert of what's going on. So having said that, I want to now end off and say thank you all for being faithful listeners each week. I'm, my subscriber numbers are going up. And I also want to say, um, you know, next week, looking to wrap up this month strong. Another great, great person with support um, industry to SPOs. I'm going to talk about that. And so um want to sign off. Thanks for listening to SPO Perspectives. See you next week.